gather round, children. Make sure you're not faint of heart. Gather your campfire materials. Perhaps a nice coffee. This is the weirdest campfire story ever. Uh, maybe have a blanket nearby and hold on to your pussy tightly because this episode of Confidently Insecure with Podcast, where we're absolutely sure we don't know everything, is going to be a wild fucking ride. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, confidants. Uh, your host, Kelsey Derry, here. Um, this episode truly is about something uh, we know nothing about but aren't afraid to talk about, which is um, a vagina emergency that I had uh, 48 hours ago. Um, I don't really know how to like start this episode other than giving maybe a graphic content warning of just saying like, Hey, if you're like a little nauseous and sensitive to that kind of stuff, just know that like maybe this might be a little uncomfortable for you, (laughs) but it was fucking uncomfortable for me. So live with my pain confidants. Um, I've got my, I've got a very large uh, iced coffee right here. Hold on. Yes, so gather around, children, as I tell you the story, the horror story, the nightmare campfire tale of how I got a boric acid pill stuck in my urethra. Let that soak in for just one moment. (laughs) Let me break it down for you. Okay. I actually brought the bottle with me. Here it is. These are the boric acid pills that I use. Boric acid, just so you know. What is like the definition of boric acid? Let's look that up. Boric acid is hydrogen borate, boric acid, and orthoboric acid, which is a weak monobasic Lewis acid of boron. I don't fucking know what that meant. Basically, you use it for balancing out your pH in your vagina. And by the way, I'm going to clarify that you need to know in this episode, especially not only just in life, but the vagina is the actual canal inside your pussy. So when I'm telling the story, pussy is the whole thing, labia majora, minora, clitoris, but your vagina is actually medically just that canal inside actually inside of your body um and the urethra (coughs) which i have a lot of very hard time saying urethra i always say urethra um is your pee hole okay uh and you are supposed to stick boric acid i use boric life 600 milligrams it comes in like a flowery little pink ass bottle, 30 suppositories. It says it supports pH balance. It supports vaginal health. It's 100% pure, whatever the fuck that means. It's manufactured in Florida. It asks that you recycle. It is inspected by the FDA. And on the bottle, it tells you that uh, it is warning for vaginal use only, not for oil oral consumption uh you're supposed to call the poison control if you swallow it which i might have mentioned this on this podcast but uh when i do get chronic yeast infections which is often 
Um, I will like set out a boric acid pill next to my bed so that I don't forget to put it in my vagina at night. You just fucking push it up there as far as it'll go. And then it's better for you to take at night because it like dissolves and you don't want all of that like mess falling out of your puss. Uh, when you're like going through the daytime because it won't really get to like sit in there and saturate if you're moving around a whole bunch. Okay. You guys get the vibe of this episode already, huh? So uh, here's what happened. A couple weeks ago, I told you guys about how I thought I had found a way to maintain my chronic yeast infections, which was getting a test done that a fan whose name was also Kelsey wrote in about about uroplasma so I went and got tested at my gyno and my gyno said this she was like just because you test positive doesn't mean shit I mean she didn't say it like that she's very cool very professional but she's like it doesn't mean shit because like if you have it that doesn't necessarily mean that that's what the cause is and I was like yeah but might as well try and eliminate it right so Jared and I both took antibiotics to clear our systems of uroplasma which can be a I think it's a bacteria, right? That like overgrows, whatever. I thought that's what was causing my yeast infections. Well, 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 itty well. They came back and I felt one coming on the other night. And here's my, my thing about chronic yeast infections is I will like feel that little feeling. And people who have yeast infections know what it is. It's kind of like an itch, but it's like a, um, it's like a very inner vaginal, like, Oh, no red flag. A UTI is definitely more something that um, it's localized in the ure- urethra. See, I told you. And it you can tell that you have one from when you go pee. Yeast infections kind of just you feel it coming. And so here's my thing about yeast infections is whenever I feel one coming, I will it by thought out into the universe that I don't want it to happen. And for some reason, whenever I feel that first little flicker, I'm always like, no. Oh, come on. This is an easy infection. And then by the time I feel the next flicker, it's always too late. And I do my little like bacteria swab strip things. And I'm like, oh, my God, of course, it's a fucking easy infection. I knew it was going to be an easy infection. So. I felt one coming and I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something different. Normally, I'm always like, no, I don't need to treat it, but I'm going to catch this bitch early. I'm going to catch this bitch. And I'm going to stick a boric acid up there, which is supposed to level out all that shit. I'm renovating an RV right now. I'm outside working for like 12 hours a day. I do not have fucking time to deal with this. Side note, RV renovation is happening. You can follow me on TikTok at Kelsey Dare or Instagram at Kelsey Dare to see us renovating this van. It's amazing. I also have an Amazon wish list. Uh, if you guys want to donate to help, uh, again, we're using this RV to drive up to Oregon to shoot a documentary about a little girl who had a mental health crisis and was sentenced to 11 years in jail. We also hit our 20000 GoFundMe goal for the family and for Soraya's treatment. And we're almost at 200 motherfucking thousand signatures. I think we were a about to hit 100,000 last week. Now we're at 200,000. It's crazy. So like this is happening and I'm facilitating this happening in a certain way. Like it's become a job and Lord, I do not have time for no goddamn yeast infection. So I was like, I'm going to crush this shit out. I'm going to stick a board aspirin up there. Lottie motherfucking duh. So shove that bitch up there. Went to sleep. Woke up. Mm, bright day. Time to go work on the RV. 
and I actually feel good. I'm like, oh my God, I, it's not as bad as it normally would be at this point when I'm like, oh fuck, she is here. She's arrived. Welcome. She's like a fucking mother-in-law. You don't want her over there, but she's got to be there. So you're like, I might as well make her as comfortable as possible. So she doesn't fucking complain. Stay out of my way. I'll stay out of yours kind of situation. And I go through the whole day, renovate the RV, come home and mind you, at this point, we had been working on the RV for like, it was a hot motherfucking day. And we, I'm covered in paint. I have not shaved my legs in like five days since we got the RV. I'm stinky because we're renovating it in the valley, which is so much hotter than the city. And like, I am just like a beat dog. Like my hair is a mess. It's disgusting. I do not look good. And... I am so tired that I don't even want to brush my teeth or wash my face to go to bed. Now, full stop there for a second because that never happens. Like I, even when I used to drink, like no matter how fucked up I got or like no matter where I ended up at night, I would always, always, always brush my teeth and wash my face. Very rarely, very rarely in a bitch's life do we not brush our teeth. And do our little skincare routine. I will allow it if I'm like really sick or maybe after my knee surgery. But like that's how fucking tired I was. So I'm like, oh, I just want to go to bed. Let me just lay down. And so I go to my bedside to plop onto the bed. And right before I go to plop on the bed, I'm like, I really should put one more boric acid suppository in. Because if I crushed it this hard today, just by doing it one more time... I'm going to make sure this shit is killed and like gone out. Like I will be feeling good tomorrow. I will actually prevent this shit from happening. So I pull out my pill bottle, which I've got here. I take out a pill. And just so you can see on camera at Kelsey Dara or YouTube.com slash Kelsey It is a very, very shiny pink pill about the size of like the top of your finger you know like your third knuckle area like that's about how tall it is it's bigger than it's definitely bigger than like my daily capsules that I take like my vitamins and my Adderall definitely um it's larger it's a larger pill okay it's a large pill just look at your third knuckle and be like oh shit that's a big pill and it's very shiny because it's made out of material that is supposed to dissolve inside of you so like it's it's slick in a way. It's like shiny, sleek, little slippery dolphin. And inside of it is the boric acid powder. And so, you know, it melts and blah, blah. We all know how those gels melt. Okay. So normally what I do is I just stick it in and it goes in and then I push it up. But, you know, I made sure to wash my hands um, before bed. Uh, however, in this instance... I was standing up. <laughs> Guys, I don't know. I don't know either. I don't know how this happened either. Okay. I, I was standing up and I just went down to my, my, what I thought was my vagina and I just push it in. And immediately I'm like, ow. But in my mind, I'm like, that's not uncommon. Like if you've ever had to use like a monostat or like a, even like a dry tampon or something, like sometimes you're like, ah, oh, it didn't go in all the way because it's stuck and it's like little sticky material. Maybe my pussy's too dry. So I lay down on my bed on my back 
thinking if I lay down on my back, I can push it in further. So I lay on my back and I try pushing it in even further. And at this point, I'm like, this is really stuck. Like, maybe it's caught on my labia. Like, am I pushing this into my, like, with my own pussy flap caught up in it? And so I go to reach down to, like, adjust it. And I stick my finger in my vagina and feel nothing. It was like, like a bare cavernous hole that is my vagina. And I'm like, that's weird because I sure can feel it. And I stick another finger in there. And I'm like, maybe my pussy's just really fucking big. And I'm like fishing around. And Jared's getting in bed next to me, getting ready for sleep. And I go, Jared, where the fuck did I just put this? Can you look? And he's like, what? And I'm like, he's used to me push, putting shit in my pussy. Because at this point, the man just knows I got a fucking, I got, I got robbed. Okay. I got the fucking lemon pussy coming from God. <laughs> And he's like, what? And so he like sticks his head down by my, in between my legs. And he goes, what is that? And I'm like, it's my boric acid pill. I'm trying to put my boric acid pill in. And he goes, babe, you put it in your urethra. And I go, no, I didn't. And he goes, yes, you did. And at this point, it's starting to burn a little bit. And I'm like, no, I fucking didn't. And he grabs his phone and he shines his phone flashlight on it like he's looking into like a fucking cave for treasure. And he's like, you did stick it in your urethra. Look. And he takes a picture of it with his phone and he shows it to me. And I am just like, wait, I still, when I see the picture, don't think it's in my urethra because, A, I'm about to expose myself right here. And I'm the pussy queen. We know this, y'all. I had no idea my urethra was that close to my pussy opening. I thought the urethra was a little bit high. Like, if I had to draw it into diagram, I would have put my urethra closer to my clit than my vagina opening. Turns out, they are... Very close. <laughs> and I've been down there a lot in my life. And it made me wonder, like, how has nothing ever been stuck in there before? Like, why don't I get more UTIs? Like, if my pussy hole is right there, how is my vagina always so fucked up? Like, it didn't register looking at the picture that that was two holes. For a split second, I genuinely thought I had created a new hole in my vagina. <laughs> I genuinely thought I had pushed this so hard that I like broke the skin above my vagina opening and just like made a new hole. Like I was like reopening my hymen or something. And so he takes a video now at this point because we're like trying to see where it is. I'm like full spread leg on my bed and he takes a video and I watch it back and I'm just like, how is that sticking in there? 
And I kind of like sit up and this is the first time I move and it fucking hurts. And the very, 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 very tip of it, like if you're seeing watching this on YouTube, like that's what we're able to see from my urethra is like just a faint pearly glow of the tip of it. And I'm like, well, get it out. And he's like, what? I'm like, get it out. Try and get it out. And so he and I spent probably 15 to 20 minutes poking our fingers around. I had two fingers in my pussy trying to push it out of my urethra, which that doesn't work because there's a fucking wall in between. That's like bone or something. And I'm like holding my fingers in my pussy while Jared's giant sausage fingers are trying to reach in my urethra. Oh my God. It was just a disaster from the beginning. We got it all on video because he was using the light, which we didn't realize was recording video, which is very disturbing to watch back now. And I'm like, okay, fuck this. Give me, give me tweezers, which. And so I stand up thinking maybe if I stand up and try and go pee, I can push it out. So I go to the bathroom. I sit on the toilet and I go to pee and silence. Nothing comes out. It's like a drop, like and I'm like, I don't even know if that really came from my urethra. Maybe I can't. I don't know. Maybe my butt's sweaty or like my pussy's like, I can't be 100% sure. And so I, in that moment when I can't pee, that feeling of like the bladder being backed up sent me into straight adrenaline panic rush. And I'm like, Jared, get me a fucking mirror and a flashlight and some tweezers right now. Like I fully like went into full freak on panic mode and he runs around and he gets me my like makeup mirror which on one side is two times um magnified and he uses cell phone light and I am literally taking tweezers trying to tweeze I mean I can't even talk about it without shivering and I am just like what do I do I can't get this out what do I do and Jared's like, we should probably go to an urgent care. I'm like, it's like 1130 at night. There's no urgent care fucking open. What do you mean? And he's like, well, uh, I'm like, Google it. So he Googles it like pill stuck in urethra and only one article, one article about a boric acid pill and your pussy comes up. And it's about a woman who put it in before sex and then had sex and then was in a lot of pain. And then she went to the doctor and they realized that she had put it in her pussy. And then for like six days, she was all fucked up. And I don't know if she ever recovered the same. And I remember that when I had left my boric acid pills out on my bedside, probably sometime last year, my cat, Larry, had chewed on one. Now, like I mentioned, the bottle says these are very poisonous. And if you swallow one or oral consumption, you should call poison control. So back then when Larry ate one or like, you know, we thought he'd ate one. It was more like he just chewed on it because I think the material like. I don't know if you can hear that, but it's like a very chewable material material for a cat. We talked to the doctor and they were like, if he really didn't eat the whole thing, he should be fine. And there was like powder everywhere. And I was like, OK, he's fine. I mean, he's still alive. So he's fine uh but I remember being like do we need to like if it's not in my pussy is it going to be poisonous so Jared calls the hospital which first of all I didn't know you could just call a hospital I thought it was like you had to dial 911 but apparently they have like a regular phone number so he phone numbers the hospital and the guy is like hi California hospital how can I help you and he goes hi my girlfriend accidentally stuck a boric acid pill in her urethra and we can't get it out and this guy goes from motherfucking, hi, welcome to the hospital, to full panic mode. He goes, 
you should go to an emergency room right now. And he goes, an emergency room? And he goes, yes, right now. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? Like, huh? I, his panic caused us to panic. And I fully believe if he would have been a little bit more calm, maybe this situation wouldn't have gone so terribly. So I'm like kind of crying at this point because I'm so frustrated. I'm so tired. I'm so annoyed. I'm so just like, why always my fucking pussy? And I'm like being very strict and straight with Jared like please just fucking give me my shoes please just fucking go get the car I will meet you downstairs and I bring my mirror and my tweezers and a washcloth in case I do pee on the seat and I waddle downstairs into his car and off we go to a lesser known hospital. It's not like the big Cedar Sinai that everyone knows about that all the celebrities go to. We were like, that's going to be packed. Let's just go to like this little, like maybe kind of janky one across the street. Let me take a sip of coffee. Ah, we could all use that little breather and break. Right. Maybe I should read an ad before I, I go into the, um, let's read an ad. Let's read an ad. You guys, let's talk about care of okay care of you guys know i always talk about care of it's a wellness brand that makes it easy to maintain your health goals with a customized vitamin plan that helps you feel your best and supports you long term okay you take this quiz it's super easy online they get to know you get they get to know your health goals and then they build a customized plan for you i mean you can work on your beauty goals you can work on your hair skin and nails or specific health goals like managing your fitness routine and that you know you're being taken care of because care of is focused on the quality science and research that goes into each of the products and it's like all ingredients you recognize like cocoa and himalayan sea salt which bitches love that himalayan sea salt so don't forget all you have to do is you got to go online take the care of quiz and then they make a pack that's just customized for you i keep mine in my office desk that way every morning i just pop that bitch open swallow it and their packs are compostable and if you go on their site you can learn how to compost them super freaking easy so for 50 percent off of your first care order care of order go to takecareof.com and enter code confident 50 that's right 50% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter code CONFIDENT50. Okay, we're going back to the story now that I've done that. Let me take another sip. Mm-mm-mm. So on the way to the hospital, I'm like laugh crying and I post an Instagram story just saying like, hey, I wish I was kidding. Like, I know you've been seeing RV renovations and like social justice all day, but we're on our way to the ER because I got a boric acid pill stuck in my urethra and it fucking hurts and it burns. And like at this point, if I even breathe or like move the wrong way, it just feels like I have to imagine like kind of kidney stone-ish, which I've heard is fucking awful. I've never had one, but it definitely felt like up in my upward area, like a bad UTI. But then like, you know, when you dry swallow a pill and it gets stuck in your throat, it felt like that, but my piss hole. <laughs> so we pull up to the hospital, which is like eerily not busy. And they have this like tent outside in the parking lot where the ambulances pull up. So we pull up and my boyfriend's like, how do we get to the emergency room? And the security guard's like looking at us like, who's, uh, who has the emergency? Cause we look completely normal little does he know I'm like sitting spread eagle with a mirror in between my legs and he's like she is I'm like it's me and he's like okay well you have to come to this tent first and get tested 
The weather is getting warmer, so it is time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune. Luckily, I found Quince. Now that I've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortless, effortless, less, yeah, effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from 30 doll hairs, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. I can confirm this. I'm actually wearing Quince pants right now. You are. They are so, they're they're loose, they're breezy. These babies have a button, a fly, drawstring, and elastic in the band. So I can like, I can dress them up, I can dress them down. Yes. They are, they're the perfect pant for summer and I'm really comfortable as hell in them. Honestly, I am wearing the Quince 14 karat gold earring loop right now. Oh my God. I know. I think it's so cute. It does not tarnish. It is so comfy and I have sensitive ears so I'm really loving this for my body. So get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Kelsey for free shipping on your order in 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Kelsey to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Kelsey. Are you looking to cut back on alcohol this year? (laughs) You are talking to two sober sallies. You know Zach and I love to drink recess zero-proof craft mocktails because it's a guilt-free way to unwind. It has 0% alcohol made with real fruit, only 25 calories or less, and it is sweetened with agave because y'all know I got that sugar addiction. It has incredible flavors. One of my favorites is the grapefruit Paloma. The Paloma is actually one of the last drinks I was drinking when I was drinking alcohol. So this is like a nice little nostalgia moment and it still feels really fun in my hand. And there's no reason we should be missing out on the partying either. It's such a good replacement for alcohol, a great drink for having in between alcoholic drinks, unwinding at home, at dinner parties, chilling on the couch. It is endless. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash Kelsey. So you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. I said, I'm like, God damn it. Okay. So I get out. Jared goes and parks the car. I go over. I fill out this paperwork. I can't even sit down on the chair because I hurt so bad. And these nurses are kind of like gabbing in the tent. And I'm like sitting there like, why aren't they calling me? And there's literally no one here. And so finally, Jared comes over and is like, have you not gone in yet? And I think the nurses kind of hear that. And they're like, oh, are you ready? I'm like, yes, I'm ready. Which makes me just also be like, I think I have a problem asking for help in those situations and I felt bad because they were women and I didn't want them to feel bad that they weren't paying attention to me so we go into the little tent they take our temperatures everything's fine and they ask what I'm there for and I say stuck aboard an acid pill in my urethra and the lady goes what why and I go lady it was an accident and she's like wait I don't understand so I have to explain it to her and luckily Jared has his video and phone out and he goes that it's stuck in her urethra and he shows the nurses the pictures and they both go oh and I was like "Uh and they're like let's get you right in so they walk me in they offered a wheelchair and I was like no I do not want to sit down it hurts worse and they take me in and I immediately get a bed and I noticed that like most of the people that are in there are definitely um like unhoused and you know they're for um 
you know, it looked like there was a lot of people getting a bed for the night and it was just like, it made, it made my heart like very heavy. Cause I was like, Oh man, this is like full, full, full of the unhoused. And like, it just, it made me kind of sad. So I go into the room, they give me a gown. Um, they're like, we're going to get these, get you a doctor right away. Cause they really weren't that busy. And, uh, they decide that they're going to wheel me into a gyno exam room instead of just like the regular rooms that they have just the little slide curtain with, which made me feel better because I did kind of want privacy in that moment. Like we were so close to everyone else that I was like, I want to be able to like open my gown and just like spread my legs. So they pushed me into this other room with Jared and they are like, okay, here's your vitals. Here's this like, da, 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 da. Uh, doctor will be right in and I'm like, okay, um, are you guys going to like, what's going to happen? Like, I don't know what's going to happen. I think I was more concerned about like what's going to happen and not knowing what was going to happen until the doctor came in, which is really nerve wracking. And so the nurse comes in and she's a woman. She's got gorgeous eyelashes that she had done. And I'm thinking that maybe the nurse is going to like do the exam or something and then walks in this like older white dude who apparently is the emergency room doctor. He like doesn't even introduce himself. He has like two masks on like one, the one that we're all used to saying that just like is the face panties. And then he has like a shield one on. And so you can't fucking hear anything he's saying. He's like talking and it's like this and we're like what and even the nurse is like i can't hear you and you could tell that she was just like so overworking with this doctor because he was just like oh and so he seems just like calm as a fucking cucumber and jared's like well we read this article and this girl was really messed up and the bork house is poisonous and he's just like ignoring it and he's just like okay lay down we need a bedpan and i'm like what a fucking bedpan went for what and so I lay down and I'm like trying to explain to him what is going on. And he just like kind of is just like willy nilly, not listening, just like getting his tools ready and stuff. And he comes over to my legs and he has a fucking speculum in his hand. And for those of you who don't know what a speculum is, it's that device that they use at the gynecologist to open your vagina. And I reiterate, it's not in my vagina. It's in my urethra. But for some reason, even though you can visibly see that it's in my fucking urethra from the side of the eyes, he cranks my fucking vagina open, which fucking hurt because it's pushing on the fucking pill. And I'm like, why is he looking in there? Of course, I didn't ask. The nurse is being so nice. She's like leaning over me. She's like holding my hand and she's like trying to obviously distract me. And I'm just like, uh huh. Uh -huh. She's like, I put boric acid in my, uh, or like I have pH balance stuff and I put them in my shakes. And I'm like, lady, I know what you're doing. You're trying to distract me. And it's not fucking working. I just cannot pay attention to like how this doctor is so like, I kept saying, like, you can tell he didn't know his way around a vagina. He's never given a woman an orgasm in his life. I was just so upset that he was in my pussy when I so clearly had told him it was in my fucking urethra. So he takes the speculum out, surprise, surprise, and he goes over and he gets this pair of, like, twizzers. Twi twizzers. Not a twizzler. He didn't just stick a twizzler in my pussy. That would be very funny. My pussy would have just been like, oh, no, 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 no. thank you for the treat. No, no, no. <laughs> but he goes and he gets these tweezer scissors, and he, like, pulls my like pussy skin back and is like trying to take it out with the tweezers. And I'm like, sir, I've already tried that. It's too far. And so then he goes over to his little tool station and he gets a Q-tip. That's like the length of my fucking coffee cup, like venti sized. 
and he doesn't even like get gel on the Q-tip. He doesn't even lubricate it, which he also didn't lubricate the spec- speculum, which I was like very upset about. And he sticks the Q-tip up my fucking urethra pee hole. And he starts twirling and diddling around. And at this point, I'm like very much like uncomfortable. And listen, I've never had a catheter before. If that's what it feels like, bitch, why didn't you put me under? Why didn't you give me any fucking pain meds? I hated it. I hated it. I hated it. And he like scoops out some just like pink gel. Like it's not even in a capsule anymore. It's like starting to melt. And he's like, well, I think I got most of the powder out. And it looks like we got the bot, like the bottom half of the capsule is just starting to turn and turn into gel. Uh, so, you know, we, we, we just got to see if it all comes out. And I'm like, okay, so now what? And he's like, well, try to go pee. And I'm like, okay. So I scoot over to the bathroom. And meanwhile, there's this like poor kid in the hallway who like was clearly having some sort of like manic episode and didn't have anyone with him. And he's yelling at me that this life is a simulation. And I'm like, ain't it sis? This is like my fucking nightmare. And I try to go pee and like just a couple padiddles come out again. And I'm like, mother fuck. So I, I like asked Jared, I'm like, what do I do? And he's like, well, I don't know, babe, just let's see what they say that you can't pee. I'm like, okay. So I go back in and say, I can't pee. And he's like, well, it needs to pass or else we're going to have to give you a catheter to flush it out. And I'm like, okay, with what pain meds? And he's like, none. We'll just put a catheter in. And I was like, no. And he was like, well, you have to be able to pee in order to leave. And I was like, well, isn't it just going to melt and come out? And he's like, maybe but also it might be obstructing your urinary tract. And if your bladder gets full and you can't pee and it pops, you might die. And I was like, okay, let me think about this for a second. So doctor leaves. I'm annoyed with him. He's just like, ugh, and he just like his vibe just was not, did not pass the vibe check. And the nurse though, I loved her. She was very, very kind. So the nurse is like, look, you have a couple options. You go home and you maybe die. It's fine. Number two, you stay here, we give you some medication that will help with the swelling because now that he's poked around all in there, it's probably swollen and that's probably contributing to why you can't pee. Or three, we give you the catheter, we fucking flush you and you go home and you're perfectly fine and we just like call it a day. And I'm like, how much is this going to cost? So she's like, let me send in the administrator. So another homegirl comes in and she takes my insurance and she's like, Here's where, like, I kind of wanted to make this episode half about, like, telling the story, but also being, like, medical bills are fucked up. Like, I don't want to talk about insurance because it's stressing me out and I don't fucking really understand it. Like, deductibles, fucking, fucking in-network, out-of-network. Like, I understand the basics, but when it came to being here in this moment and no one knowing what the cost was and what I was supposed to do really tripped me out because I was, like... There are a couple scenarios that this, like this way, the way this could go is like, I could be fine and I could not be fine. And not knowing like what I have to pay to decide which route I'm going to take is like very unsettling. And then the administrative woman informs me that she's like, well, our charges are going to be different depending on your plan than the doctor's charges. And I was like, huh? And she's like, the doc, all emergency room doctors bill on their own like they're not associated with the hospital costs and I was like wait what so that asshole is gonna send me a motherfucking bill on top of it and I like I was just so confused and it's so frustrating and the system is so broken 
And I was like, well, am I going to have to pay something now? And she's like, well, it depends on what you get done. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay. So Jared and I talk for a bit. I try and drink some water because we want it to pass. But like, they also say don't drink water because if I'm filling up my bladder more like it, whatever. So there was like no right move there. So Jared and I are like, I'm just like, babe, I just bought an $11,000 fucking RV. I cannot afford very expensive medical bills. And like, I know it's expensive because I've been to emergency rooms before and I've been ridden an ambulance once and I've been billed. And there were times when my dad spent years fighting ambulance costs and da, 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 da. And I just, all I know is like, you're not supposed to go to the emergency room unless you're dying. But I have really good insurance because of my chronic illness. I pay a very high monthly cost. I pay something around $600 a month for my fucking insurance. So I expected to be taken care of when I go to the emergency room. Turns out that's not the fucking case because you have to meet your deductible. All of this shit is getting away from where I wanted to go with this. I mean, I did want to talk about insurance a little bit and like how fucked up it was, but I think what I need to tell you about is better help because better help is going to make me feel better. Better help. You guys know I love better help. That is an online therapy app that is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so you can make it easy to change counselors and get the help you need. You can start communicating with a therapist in under 24 hours. It's private. It's safe. It's so convenient. And the best part is you can send a message to your counselor any time. You will never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room ever again. I like to lay in my bed and do my therapy. Sometimes I go outside, let that vitamin D hit me, let it get that sunshine in. And it's more affordable and more accessible than traditional offline counseling. And just in case you can't afford it, there is financial aid available and it is available worldwide. They help with things like depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, self-esteem, grief, LGBT matters. And don't forget, everything you share is confidential. There are so many people who are using this. In fact, there are so many people using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states and confidants. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you're going to get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash CI. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, betterhelp.com slash CI. So... I'm telling this administrative lady, I'm like, I cannot afford like uh, the huge bill. And so she sends the nurse back in and is like, what do you want her to do? She needs help explaining and choosing. And the nurse is like, the nurse, the nurse is like, girl, she literally was like, girl, are you not going to do the catheter because you, you don't like, you can't afford, you're worried you can't afford it. And that made me worried. Cause I was like, Ooh, I think she probably thinks I should do the catheter then. And she's like telling me without actually saying, and I was like, I was like, can I just go to my gynecologist tomorrow? And she was like, it's a risk, but you could. Like, you could take a chance. And I was like, "What really, what do you think I should do? And she was like, honestly, if you do not want to stay here and do the catheter, and I was so exhausted, I just wanted to go home. She was like, we can give you, like, a really heavy dose of Motrin and then this medication called phenazopridine which at that moment I had no idea was an over-the-counter medication. And I'm frustrated that they didn't tell me that because 
Now I'm going to be charged an insane amount for probably accepting medication in the emergency room. So she's like, we can give you this medication and it's like a UTI medication. It basically flushes out your system and it makes your pee like neon orange. And I was like, oh yeah, I think I've done that before. And she's like, yeah, you probably have for UTIs. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to do the catheter. Just give me the pills and I want to go home. And so while we're waiting to get discharged and get the medication, the nurse, um, the administrative lady comes back in and is like, okay, so for your services today, uh, out of pocket, it's going to be four or what we're going to bill your insurance is going to be $400. And I was like, what? I haven't even done anything. That's not even including the little procedure that the, the doctor did, which by the way, I don't fucking think he did anything because I went and looked at his medical tray and there was nothing on it, like where he tossed all of his stuff after he used it. It was just sitting there. I'm looking at it and there's like a little bit of pink gel. And I'm like, am I going to get fucking charged for this? And I wish I would have taken a picture because A, I would show it to you guys and B, I would like argue the fact that I shouldn't have to pay for a fucking surgical procedure in the ER if that's what it was. Plus, he didn't know his way around the pussy. Plus, it's just, I'm just frustrated that he just was my doctor. Um, But... They said that that was going to be $400. And I was like, uh, you, I was like, can I get an itemized receipt? She's like, we, it's not, we don't have that. You'd have to like call billing and da, 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 da later. And I was like, all right, you know what? Just bill me. I'm not going to pay $400 out of pocket here because once I lose that money, I don't think I'll ever get a refund. So I was just like, fuck it. I just bill my insurance and I'll figure it out later. So in that moment, I go online while they're doing my discharge papers and I look up like the cost of a catheter and they say on average in the emergency room, if you get a catheter put in, the cost is $2,000. And I was like, oh, fuck no. I'm so glad I chose not to do that. So the lady comes in to discharge me and she's like, okay, here's your medication. She gave me four pills. I shoot those back, which now I regret because it was fucking Motrin and an over-the-counter pill I could have gotten anywhere else. And we basically walk out. Like, I pay nothing. They don't walk me out. We don't even know how to get out of the hospital. And we go back in the car, and I'm just, like, so frustrated. I'm, like, I'm so mad about that entire experience. Like, I forget that, like, the emergency room is so just, like, a clusterfuck. Like, I've had really good uh experiences in the emergency room before but like that was just like I didn't really like it at all and so I came home and I took one of my painkillers from my knee surgery that I never even touched and I went straight to sleep and then I emailed my gyno when I woke up at like four in the morning just being like hey this happened last night like let me know what you think like I'd love to obviously I'd rather come see you than stay here and I get up at four in the morning and I go to the bathroom and I pee and I just pee and it's out and it's neon orange and I'm like hallelujah in fact I recorded it because I wanted to show Jared because he was so freaked out and he wanted me to do the catheter that I was like look I'm fine so I woke up the next morning this was like 48 hours ago I feel fine yesterday I was really sore but I feel fine now like what's to come I don't know my gyno wrote me back and she was saying that unfortunately they can't really help with the urinary stuff and that if it was still a problem, she would actually have to send me to your urologist, which makes sense because she's a vagina doctor, even though I think they're incredibly close and I didn't realize that. Um, and so I started looking up just like things online about what would happen if I get this massive bill in the mail. And I wanted to share the tips with you guys on lowering your ER bill. So when you get the bill, you need to call insurance. And first of all, before you do this, 
create a space for yourself because dealing with insurance and hospital bills is going to be such a pain in the ass. So like light a candle, get comfy, find a blanket, get a snack, emotionally eat, do whatever you got to do and call the hospital, ask to speak with the billing department. And you asked for an itemized list of the bill because they charge you for literally every single thing and tell them you want numerical detail on adjustments and discounts and what the price negotiations were with your insurance company. Now, uh, there's stuff online that says just by you calling, they will usually shave 20% of your emergency room bill off the top. The other thing you can ask for, and this can also be in an email, um, so you have written record of it, is that you want proven medical detail that your hospital is complying with state and federal law on hospital charges because there are laws that you can't like charge for more than this amount for this service or fee or whatever. So you want like proof that they are following that. Um, and then you want them to also label your file as disputing charges. And I hate that word. And just remember like the billing department, they're not your enemies. They're your friend. Like they're just trying to have their fucking job too. So just ask them kindly that they label your chart as a disputing because if they send that to like a debt collector, tell them you want to make sure that this written correspondence or verbal correspondence is included in sending your bills to a debt collector so that if they they need to know that it is um, trying to be disputed. Um, when you arrive at the emergency room, you can also ask if you can get a discount by paying out of pocket and make sure you get that in writing before you see a doctor, which I freaking wish I would have just asked before I saw a doctor. I wish I would have just been like, what are we looking at here? Y'all like, give me a fucking price estimate of what services were being used, tools, all that shit. Um, and make sure when you do talk to the doctor that you ask if any follow-up appointments or tests that they're going to do are actually necessary. I heard about a horror story from a woman who was charged like $136 for a pregnancy test in the emergency room when she was visibly nine months pregnant already. So it's like they're just willy-nilly and adding shit for all who God knows why. Um, also when you call to get the bill make sure you ask for all of the codes associated with the bill. Each charge is going to have like a number that corresponds with your insurance number. And then you can like see where they adjusted it and for what reason and how and why. Um, and if things get really, really bad, you can hire a billing advocate, which is basically like a medical detective. And I looked up some online and I have seen them quoted saying that every single emergency bill room every single emergency room bill they have looked at has a price error on it. I mean, some, these people save people hundreds of thousands of dollars. Um, watch out for any language that uses like hospital extras. You need to have every detail of what they used on you and to be able to dispute that or negotiate it with your insurance company. Like for instance, I wrote down some crazy shit I heard. Like sometimes they charge you for, latex gloves that they use obviously he was in my pussy he had latex gloves on they say that sometimes you can be charged for up to 28 dollars for latex gloves use uh 17 if they use an ice pack on you and eight dollars for tylenol so i already know i'm gonna get charged for that fucking medication that i could have bought over the counter i could have bought a whole pack i'm sure for eight dollars so annoying um and like just to mention, I was also kind of self-advocating. Like I kept asking about the prices. I, I asked to speak with the administrator twice. Like 
even though I was obviously very concerned about financials in that situation, they never once gave me a number or a ballpark or even like a plan of action until I was walking out of the door and was charged $400. And I have no fucking idea what for because I didn't get a bill. I didn't get a receipt. I got nothing. Um, and I told them just to bill it to my insurance because I'm not dealing with that. Um, I know that there's also some laws that people are advocating for or lobbying for that, excuse me, um, that says that some uh, like government agencies are fighting for fair pay. So like look into where you live and look at your state's laws. If you live in like Canada or the UK, like shout out to y'all. I know your healthcare is so much better. Please leave a comment below about how much better it is. Cause I want to know, and I want to feel a little bad about myself. So I get a fire ignited. So I fight this bill. I will keep you guys updated on what it is. As far as how my pussy is, She's back. She's not better than ever, but she's thriving and surviving. And, whew, man, I just can't believe that happened. I didn't know it was possible, but, hey, you can do anything you put your mind to. Women are strong as hell. Uh, <laughs> maybe one day, if you ever see me out in the wild, ask to see that photo, and I will show it to you. I have no shame. It's pretty incredible. I think you should go into some sort of museum or something. Um, okay, confidants, that's it for this week. I hope that Campfire Horror Story wasn't too much of a scare. Uh, don't forget to rate this podcast. It really, really, really fucking helps. It takes two seconds. You go into iTunes, give it five stars. If it's not five stars, please don't do it because I'm very sensitive. You can always reach us at confidently podcast or confidently insecure podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at confidentlypod. We're always doing giveaways there. We should do a giveaway soon. I think we have to do the giveaway for Steph's um, gift bag, which... I love, I love that episode so very much. Um, and hey, if you're really feeling like uh, uh, um, philanthropic, uh, ask me, DM me for the RV wish list. And there's a bunch of stuff on there. And um, I'll make sure to shout you out. And I love you, confidants. Okay, I'll see you next week. Bye. <laughs>